Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Welcome to Out of the Pan with Sally Goldner. My pronouns in use are she, her. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nation and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in today and of course all the lands were stolen and never ceded. Out of the Pan is the program, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks for your company. Uh, lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook on Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And also on my page, Sally Goldner, and any opinions expressed on the program from me are my own and not um, those of with any organisation with which I am associated or have been associated. Um, possibly low-level content warnings today for mention of transphobia and non-binary erasure. So if you do need some assistance, reach out to people, including QLife on 1800 184 527 around Australia, which includes Switchboard here in Victoria and also Tasmania. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the Marine News, as they do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. Off, um, guests off way in the Pacific Ocean at that Phillip Island. No, not the one to the southeast of Melbourne, a much smaller one. Well, opened up with Roachford and this generation. And, well, there's lots of good things happening with this generation um, by a long, long way, and um, of course we've come um, just at the finish of Wear It Purple Week, and during Wear It Purple Week, lots of good events. I was involved in lots of some, but there's one that will last way beyond the week, and that was the release of the second film by the city of Knox to Mel- uh, Melbourne's east, in the eastern suburbs. The Rainbow Youth Group has put out their second film, um, which we'll talk about the, it's a bit like Star Wars, we'll talk about the prequel and the sequel, um, and that is the wonderful film, Still Me. And I have two um, people from the cast and crew joining me via the Zooms today. Um, first up, welcome to Kirsty. And Kirsty, good to have you on the program. As I mentioned, I use the pronouns she, her. Um, if it's okay to ask, I just want to check in with which pronouns you use, if any. Absolutely. As you mentioned, my name's Kirsty, and I use she, her pronouns. And I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you so much, Kirsty, and I'm also joined by Sam. Hey, I'm Sam. I use he, they pronouns, and yeah, very happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, look, it's really, really awesome. Um, you know, you released the film Still Me on Friday on actual Wear It Purple Day, um, and I've dug out the uh, purple T-shirt that came out of my wardrobe today in honour, but it's a great film called Still Me. I'll throw it to both of you to chip in, talk um, talk. <laughs> a bit, um, you can bounce off each other. What's the film? What's it about? Um, how did it come about? That sort of thing. Let's dive in there. Yeah, so Still Me, well, to start with, Sam and I, we're part of the Knox Rainbow Youth Action Group, so you have an idea of who we actually are and where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. And part of being part of that group is that we get to develop and action different projects to help and support other queer youth. So the project that we chose to do this time was Still Me, and that was a second film separate to Mast, but also made by the same people who created Mast. Um, and I'll pass over to you, Sam, if you want to say a little bit about what Still Me is about and what 
what that involved. Yeah, sure thing. So um, Still Me takes place kind of like um, within the same universe that Mars did. We've got like our own little MCU. Um, and so it follows um, the story of a different young person um, and they are non-binary and this is kind of like, you know, they've already come out at home and now they've got a tackle coming out at school and that poses a whole different set of challenges um, and, yeah, kind of highlights different things that Mars did, but it's kind of like delivered in a in a similar way, like similar length of time. Um, but, yeah, I think it touches on a lot more um, issues rather than just like, hey, here is... Um, what it's like to live as a trans person in this particular time and context. Um, and these are some of the real issues that we're dealing with, um, which I think is is really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm just, just so happy to have it out and for it to like have a great impact on people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, we were discussing just before we came on here how quickly it's rippled out there in um, only two days since release at nine o'clock Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, almost one view a minute, according to um, my back of the envelope maths. But it is really important. And I mean, we, you know, often as an educator, I tell people that schools are the most difficult space for younger queer people. And some people have, um, I've spoken with in, my, in the groups I run are sort of not so much younger people, but go, no, 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 what about online? Well, no, online's not perfect. So it is really important that we look at the school environment. Can you perhaps tease, rather than do spoilers on, you know, perhaps a, you know, a few of the situations that um, you know, sort of people face, but, and particularly those who identify beyond the male or female binary? Yeah, I'm down to answer this one, if that's cool with Kirsty. Go for it. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we kind of have a bit of a montage um, scene that happens through the film where we wanted to kind of touch on a whole lot of different issues that especially non-binary people face in the school system because a lot of the time the school system is such a binary mm. um, like context. Um, so we have different things about like, well, the only place that they can go to the toilet is a disabled bathroom, which creates like a whole range of issues, not just for like non-binary people, mm. but also for the disabled people that need to be yep. using those spaces. Um, and we also, in that, wanted to draw attention to the fact that those bathrooms are hardly ever accessible within schools. They're often used as storage rooms. You need a separate key to access them. They're often at the complete other end of the school. So if someone has a class like down the other end, like they have to like take 10 minutes out of their day just to go somewhere where they might feel a little bit comfortable to go to the bathroom. Um, other things that we drew attention to was the fact that often classes are split by gender and that really like exposes trans people to everyone around them and puts them on the spot where they have to make a decision for like the sake of their mental health or to either be true to themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is a really, really tough spot to be in. Um, and that's not even touching on like all of the social stuff that come out with trying to like come out, especially as non-binary, because it's such a, like a misunderstood identity mm -hmm. by so many people, even the most well-meaning. Um, and so just like the potential bullying that might come about because of that and like the isolation of like, you know, friends not really getting it and not really being willing to like stand up and support you when you're kind of in your most vulnerable situation and expressing to the world like one of the most like important fun fundamental things about yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, look, lots, lots in there. Sorry, Kirsty, did you want to chip in there, or because I, or 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention exactly what you were saying about feeling really isolated. That's that's why we wanted to really depict everyday challenges faced by non-binary characters, which this main character was. Um, and one of the most important things to achieving that was making sure that all the decisions for the script and every scene that happened was that it was actually informed by people with a lived experience. Um, and I guess in a sense that also created um, an opportunity for a lot of empowerment when it came to our group members who did get to share their own experiences. So hopefully that will be able to instill some sense of hope in the people watching it and who need to see it right now. I think you've touched on a, so many good points there. I mean, first of all, the sense of you know, connection that it gives as opposed to isolation. And even if people see perhaps difficulties, yes, that can be a little triggering or upsetting, but it also says, oh, my gosh, someone else is thinking about what I've been through, which is in its, also, in its sense, empowering. So there's the non-binary sides of the coin, so to speak. But also, I love what you've said that, you know, um, we need to be allies to those whose sense of identity is different to ourselves. And, I mean, if we're talking about something that affects all of trans and non-binary, such as inclusive healthcare, then, sure, one of us can speak for the other. But whether you're a cis-binary or a trans-binary person, no, that's where we have to switch to being allies to non-binary and the fact that you've been allies and energised non-binary, which... We'll just say, um, I think I can now sneak this in subtly, carries through very clearly into the film. Um, there's a teaser, um, which will get that right up from one a minute to two or three or four, um, because it should be, um, I think is really awesome. So, yeah, that is incredibly well done. But I did have a question for you, Sam. I mean, you've introduced yourself using he, they pronouns. Um, if it's okay to ask, can I check in with which label or labels, or none at all, that you use yourself to describe any parts of your gender identity, if that's okay to ask? Um, yeah, sure thing. Um, this might be a surprise to many people, but I'm actually gender fluid. Um, and this is something that I discovered about myself throughout the lockdown and studying gender and sexuality in uni. Um, yeah, I was kind of out as binary trans for quite a few years. Um, but before that, I was out as genderqueer and I was in high school and people kind of just ignored me and didn't take me seriously. And I was I didn't want to be the annoying trans person. So a lot of the time I just didn't correct people when they weren't using pronouns that I was comfortable with or were referring to me as a girl or their daughter or whatever it may be. So I was much like Bailey forced back into the closet and just kind of was not supported in that at all. Um, but then I kind of joined the support group at Knox and I was like empowered and I found people that got it like me and I was then able to continue on my journey. Um, and yeah, now I'm here and I'm happy to present however I'm comfortable depending on the day. Um, and yeah. <laughs> oh, look, well, that, you know, that is awesome that you got access to information and support and, you know, of course, a big um, woohoo, rainbow, yeehaw to the, you know, the Knox Rainbow Youth Group. And, you know, the lots of, there's lots of great youth groups around Victoria, at least, um, for queer youth, which, you know, do make that difference. And just, you know, seeing that your, your smiled as you were talking there and, you know, hearing your sense of pride and, you know, excitement about the film shows that, you know, the youth groups, um, 
both in real life and as pictured in this film where there's some lovely crossovers, some great cameos from the Knox Youth group. Um, you know, sort of um, what a difference it makes and how important it is that, you know, we give people just a bit of a boost. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, Kirsty, to add to that, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of that, um, you know, you're in there. Can I ask what roles you played either as, you know, in terms of cast and cast or crew, so to speak, as they say, as it says me trying to be all um, hip and art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what what parts did you did you play? So I, spoiler alert, I did turn up for a short minute at the very end of the film. <laughs> I was actually on screen, but for the rest of it, I was mainly on props and costume, but I did float around and got to see, I guess, some other aspects when it comes to filming and that sort of thing. So it was it was a really great thing to be a part of. Yeah. And Sam? Um, I was the co-director. And um, Kirsty, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You were <laughs> part of the group and we, you know, critiqued the script and, like, put, like you know, all of our opinions and everything were were heard and we worked together and got to a point where we're all happy with like how the story was and everything so yeah it's not just what we were doing on the day it's yeah so much of it has to do with like the months of lead up that we had to get (laughs) to the point where we could actually film um yeah yeah it was a lot beforehand (laughs) that's for sure and there was a lot of editing and then also considering what we want different scenes to look like um, before the filming itself and organising props, um, there's a lot to it. And even just from the very start and pulling out thoughts of what we wanted to create to then that turning into a script and then reviewing that script and editing things further and further, um, thinking about our characters and what we wanted our characters to look like, um, that there was really a whole lot to it that the whole group was involved in and a part of, which, yeah, was really great. I think it was a fantastic uh, learning opportunity for all of us, really. Oh, look, well, yeah, great learning and great sharing. We've had a couple of comments in from our listeners, Melina, um, and, of course, 3CR, we don't have regular listeners, just to let you know we have awesome listeners. And one of our (laughs) awesome listeners is Melina, who said, quote, listening to today's show and great to see so much creativity and diversity in our media that reflects my generation, end quote. Um, You've really touched on that well. And um, Hoffler um, has um, also made a comment that the opening track about this generation was a great um, tune for today's show. And Melina's just come in with another um, email. And Melina has a question, (coughs) excuse me, quote, Um, A question for the cast. Do the cast think that our mainstream media has finally caught up with queer representation that truly reflects our diverse community and how can we change that as consumers? There's a good question. Um, I want to have a go at that. Um, Oh, sorry, you go, go Sam. No, no, you you go for it. Dive in. I think we've both got things to say here. I think (laughs) it's still highly, highly underrepresented and that's something that, there's a huge space to continue to be worked on. I think, don't quote me on it, but it's something like 35% of Australians are non-binary or gender diverse, which is a lot. And when you think about how much you see on the screen, that's, that's really, I personally don't feel that I see anywhere near as much as that. 
Wow, Sam, you go, um, um, because you had some thoughts as well. Yeah, um, we were like, I was only like a small part of the cast, a little extra in the end. Um, also the person that drove the car of the person that committed a hate crime. So that's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take um, one of the things that Alana was saying when we did our online premiere, um, that one of the things that they were really excited about, by the way, Alana is the main character, Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they were really excited about for this project is that it is a queer film made by queer people and that that yep. kind of representation can be really hard to find and that kind of project can be really hard to find um and like I personally can't really think of many other projects that are like that um which kind of says a lot because you know I'd be all up in all the the queer business and queer content but yeah I don't think I could could name enough to fill one of my hands which really says a lot um I think there's definitely a lot of um representation that's beginning to happen like you know in Netflix shows and that kind of thing I find that really cool that there's queer people in a lot of the shows that are coming out but the show isn't about them being queer it's just them existing within a show that they already like have going on which is which is cool because like not every story has to center on the fact that someone is queer um Mm. so I think definitely it's getting better and I think that there are a lot of conversations being had that people can understand the importance of not just having queer characters be in their content, but to understand that you need to at least talk to queer people to know that you're representing them in a way that is authentic and isn't tokenistic. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, you know, getting it right too, <clears throat> you know, and giving mm, people sure. that sense of ownership. Absolutely. You have, you have touched on that. I mean, you know, you know, something that is so important that, um, you know, um, you know, you are two um, queer people in a group in the, you know, we'll call it the suburbia of Melbourne to, you know, the <laughs> middle into the eastern suburbs. And, you know, look, traditionally there's been more queer representation on a day-to-day basis in the inner suburbs. And, of course, it's spreading everywhere. But, you know, sort of um, on a day-to-day basis, you know, outside of the film, I mean, let, let's put a, t- a plot in, is the film a sort of representative sample of the sort of things that queer people, particularly queer young people, because I don't, if we're talking allyship, as I say, I'm in my mid-50s, I don't know what it's like to be younger now. Um, you know, what sort of things are going on out there? Is there support? Are there ups and down moments? A little, I'm just really curious on that front. And more to the point, when things are not so good, what sort of things, let's just reiterate, that are there, um, not just formal structures of support groups, anything, you know, that can, can exist? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, you go, Sam. Sorry. Um, I think that there are supports out there, but I really don't think that there's enough of them, mm. um, especially, like, within schools and that kind of thing. Like, we're starting to see, like, queer groups form within schools, which is really cool um, and can be, like, a really valuable thing because it's not always accessible for queer people to access, like, groups and social settings that are outside of, like school hours and that kind of thing because like parents might be like where are you going and all this you know Mm. there's a lot more to deal with so I think that it's really cool that that's starting to pop up but I don't think that there's enough of it and I think it would be really cool if more um like organizations and maybe even councils and schools considered setting up their own um safe spaces or to look into resources for queer people because there's definitely the demand out there um and 
it just it's just such a good thing and it creates such a good like little community and group of people um that can be like their own like little family um which is super sweet because like sometimes I forget when I hang out with all my friends that are queer that I step out into like the average world and I remember that people don't look at me the same way that my friends do or that allies do and I find myself a lot of the time just not making eye contact with people when I'm out in public just completely have my head down um and on the off chance that I do look up to see like I wonder how people are uh, judging me today they're always looking at me and it's never in a friendly way which is um really a sad reality to to snap back into when you're with such wonderful people um so much of the time so yeah I hope that answers the question no look I think we need to be honest and realistic about this because if we start from a place of knowing where we're starting from in reality we can then get to a better place and so I think you've touched on that really really well and um I did put scribble down in quote marks, definitely the demand out there. Um, Hello, local and state government, if you're listening um, to the program Um, and philanthropic funders. um, We'll take that as well. Um, Very, very important. Um, Kirsty, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, this topic as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my experience is similar to Sam's, but also quite different in a lot of ways. So I live in the outer East and I think, there's quite a differing experience a lot of queer people find that they have um, out here. I think when you're marginalised by location, it makes it a whole lot more difficult and there's so many more barriers there in terms of just transport alone to being able to Mm. access any sort of safe spaces specifically designed for queer people. Um, And that's where they exist. And I think there, as Sam says, there is the demand there for sure. But there is very, very little of it around, and that's a real unfortunate thing. Yeah, I look definitely, definitely needing more. We're getting getting that theme out loud and clear. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. a film, a film like Still Me, and as we as we said, Star Wars: The Prequel, Unmasked. Um, you know, they give that people that sense of connection, that sense of hope that will create that demand. The thing that we need to just check in on is whereabouts do we find these wonderful films so we can have a watch and, you know, if you're a sentimental 55 and nearly 56-year-old like me having handkerchief or tissues on hand because they are so beautiful <laughs> and moving, um, where, do, where, where do people look at them and how do they support them and how and also um, how do people get in touch with Rainbow um, Youth in Knox? Yeah, cool. So you can find both of the films on YouTube. You can just search masked film or like masked LGBT, any kind of thing like that, and it should pop up. Um, and for Still Me, you can just look up Still Me and um, it should be the one where there's like a person in the middle and there's like pink and blue on each side. You can use the hashtag Still Me Film um, if you want to share it on social media. That would be great if you're a part of an organisation or, you know, have some kind of influence. It would be fantastic if you could get it out maybe even use it a resource um, within your own kind of like setting. That'd be cool. And if you want to get in touch with the um, the team in terms of like the group and stuff, you can contact um, Maddie Power. Um, email is madelinepower at knox.vic.gov.au um, or I'm sure you can find them somewhere on the Knox City Council website. Yep. Well, um 
let's just say, will telepathically communicate with Maddie and see if it's okay for me to put that email address in the um, the podcast for today's show um, or a web link and all that sort of thing to both the film and the group. Look, it just it's an absolute delight to have the resources um, that you're creating. They are, I really feel that they are, you know, sort of life-saving and life-changing and such a boost. As you say, we need those more than safe spaces. I call them warm spaces. You've created those with the film and what you're doing in the youth group. And, you know, it's just, um, well, again, a teaser. We'll just say the final scene um, of the film, you know, sort of really just shows that warmth so simply yet powerfully and it's what we need. And, you know, I just full congratulations to all involved um, cast, the proverbial cast and crew. And it could be people who do a both like yourself, so a sort of non-binary in a way. But um, seriously, it's just absolutely wonderful, um, all strength. And, well, I don't know any um, sort of film directors and film crew, but um, hopefully I'll, I'll be sure to network you in if I do so we can keep more of it rolling and you can become mega stars or you know, um, the next Georgie Stone on Neighbours or something like that um, <laughs> because we need more of it, as you say, and as per our listeners actually We've had a late, the late question um, from another one from Melina. Um, who do you admire in the creative arts and why, what is it about those people that you respect? Um, Sam, do you um, have any ideas for this one? A tough, a tough question. <laughs> I do have a few people. I don't know last names. I don't want to shout them out without giving them due credit. Um, there's this really cool actor called Harvey. He was in a production thing uh at the Malthouse Theatre called Into the Night he was absolutely phenomenal um he's a fantastic actor I think he does like one-on-one acting lessons um which is really cool so major shout out to them um another person that I think is really cool and is a trans advocate slash kind of educator and I guess creator um is Navo. you can find them mm. on Instagram uh at Navo. Zeisen, I think. Zeisen. Um, yeah. Zeisen, yes. They are absolutely amazing. I only found them recently. Um, fantastic stuff for like really kind of nuanced perspectives on what it is to like be non-binary and how um, you can best support the queer community moving forward. Um, yeah, super cool people. Yeah, that's brilliant. I don't know why I didn't think of Kelsey Adelaide. They were yes. in his mask and are an absolutely incredible human being in general, but do a lot of consulting for queer-informed films and are, yeah, incredible at what they do. I'm not too sure what their Instagram is. Sam, do you know? Um, I can pull it up real quick. Just while you're doing that, yeah, Navo, um, a fabulous non-binary person and... Um, you know, sort of great, two great books, Finding Naveau and The Pronoun Lowdown. Um, and you've got it, I think. Um, Kelsey Adelaide's um, handle. No. Uh, yes. So it's Kelsey A-J-S. So that's K-E-L-S-I-E-A-J-S on Instagram. A-J-S. Cool. All right. Look, I just, again, can't thank you both enough. And thanks to... Um, Maddie and also Michael for arranging today. Keep up the good work. Keep us in touch with any developments. Um, we look forward to. Well, you know, I know you enjoy enjoy this while you, while it's all happening. But um, I hope there is a 
um, a third instalment and that you, well, I'm not sure if you're going to rival Star Wars, but um, with prequels and sequels, but give it a shot um, because, um, you know, we, as you say, we need the resources. And just again, thanks for all your creativity and initiative. If I can just get you to hang on the Zoom while I go to a track um, for a second and um, we'll um, then I'll then move on to the rest of the show. But um, thanks, Kirsty and Sam, for your time today on 3CR. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been awesome. A pleasure. Kirsty and Sam on 3CR, uh, just have a bit of music to um, wind things down, move into the second half of the show. Um, and, um, well, let's, um, to quote the title of this KD Lang track, um, let's hope that things keep um, getting better and moving north for queer youth and all queer people as we, well, we'll turn it round. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. What an awesome um, couple of guests there, Maddie and Sam from Still Me. It's a great film. Check it out. Get that right above the one-minute mark. It sounds like cardio or something, but it is just incredible and wonderful to see and yeah, it just gives so much hope and positivity. And, you know, well, there is that, that quote again. We're going to really... If you think I'm going to milk this for all it's worth, you're absolutely right. Um, definitely the demand out there for queer youth services. services. And for that matter, really for queers of um, all ages. Um, I got a, something that's been on my pea brain mind for some time has been, um, you know, the need that, you know, there's good support out there for um, older um, queers and subgroupings therein. And there's support for youth um, with all the various groups and minus 18 and Y gender. But sometimes there's a gap for um, for those in the middle cohort. You sort of get to 25 and then you're sort of thrown out into the wide world or something and some have to struggle through, somehow have to struggle through to 55. Um, I did um, something that's been on my mind is would um, a trans group for the middle cohort. And I have um, been notified of one, which I'm sort of, um, I'm now in called Australian Transgender 35 Plus on Facebook. And um, that's um, you know, sort of uh, much um, needed. There's also um, coming up next Sunday is the monthly Boulder discussion at 1pm Australian Eastern as I, I'll i be zooming out of the studio at a rapid rate to join that. Um, um, gosh, busy times on a Sunday, but we love it. Um, seriously, um, you know, it is good to have that support out there. And, well, um, our awesome listeners come in, um, communicate in by all the means of communication um, and Facebook messages and um, what else we have. Sometimes we get messages on the SMS and um, email. I had something, um, it's just to be intergenerational for a second. Um, I got a po-wo-wo-wo-wo's card um, during the week. Um, dear Sally, thanks for the Tony Briffer interview. So interesting to hear about the government's plans and the ABS. In fact, just good to hear about intersex topics. Well, there's another quote for the week. Out of, and thank you. Out of the pan is always fantastic. This is this was extra special on the 15th, which was two weeks ago, from Wombat Lines. Good to have you. Good to hear you tuning in there, Wombat. Thanks for that. Um, if you think there's issues that, um, you know, parts of the rainbow that we need to discuss um, and drill into and all that sort of thing, let me know, see if we can track down a guest. Or if you think there's someone you'd love to hear, yes, we'd all love to have, um, I don't know, Elliot Page on the show or Sarah McBride or someone like that. Um, I'm not sure I'd be able to get the big stars, um, that sort of stuff. But seriously, if um, there is someone you would think I'm um, at a local level, you'd love to, um, you think would um, be a great guest for the show, let me know. It's out there and it's your show. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm the conduit, so to speak. Okie dokie. Um, well, uh, let's have some more music. Here's, um, someone who's, well, you could say, we asked about queer artists. Um, a great queer artist is Jade Starr, who's a long-time performer as a trans woman. Um, and as I always say, she, and she herself says, she started out doing death metal, Satan, that sort of thing. Here's a track from her album Gender Optimised 2.0. It's the title cut um, from Jade Star's Dread Circus. 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital, 
3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, Well, we do need some comedy relief in these times and, well, you can always get some comedy relief from um, the Australian Christian Lobby um, in the Sunday papers. Um, And no, it's not even about LGBTI. By gosh, when they're accused of only focusing on LGBTI, well, have a listen to this one on page seven of today's Sunday Age. Christian lobby pushes for end to lockdowns, don't fear death. The Australian Christian lobby has called on its supporters not to, in inverted commas, fear death and instead push state governments to end COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions. Um, quote, Christians should lead the way on this because fear of death is a condition from which Christ has freed us, Mr Martin Isles wrote. The truth is we must face the virus sooner or later because it's not going anywhere, but the fear the ruling the day at, is ruling the day at great cost. Oh, seriously. Um, <laughs> relevance deprivation going on. Well, you know, you've got to give some humour, some free publicity. I have to say for a change today, I'm, um, Peter Credlin's column in that other paper is almost half reasonable, so I couldn't get some comedy out of that, so we have to find it elsewhere. Now, of course, um, there's a range of Christian views, and it's good to see that the reporter has quoted um, Denise Lersch for the moderator of the Uniting Church Synod of Victoria and Tasmania said her church supported the Victorian government's desire to ensure public safety with a policy informed by medical and public health experts. We support the government's to in encouraging people to vaccinate, not just for their own sake, to, but to protect others. You know, some sensible social community-oriented approach. So, yes, nothing like a good bit of humour from the Christian lobby. Um, they're, sorry, the so-called, the technically Australian, not really Christian, but definitely lobby. Anyway, um, what else um, is there going on? Um, well, of course, we're heading. You know, we came out of wear it purple week this week, and I think these you know sort of weeks are just so important um, in terms of making sure that people are and feel seen. Um, really, really important. And um, of course, we head into Bisexuality Month um, this week, um, culminating in Celebrate Bisexuality Day on the twenty third of September, and. The state, the Stand By Us conference will be um, getting underway on that day. So check that one out as well um, at standbybius.com. Um, yours truly, um, sort of part of the loose organising committee where loose is a goose or something like that. Um, also this week, well, there was something important that happened and that was the anniversary of Martin King, Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous speech, I Have a Dream. And I therefore thought it was appropriate to play the totally gorgeous track um, from Gord in the Act, released um, last year, and um, um, give that one a whirl. And um, I have a dream. Let's have a dream of peace and inclusion for all. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Now is the time. of democracy Now is the time To rise from the dark and desolate valley Of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice Now is the time To lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice To the solid rock of brotherhood Now is the time To make justice a reality for all Let us not 
us for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence again and again. We must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom Left you battered by the storms of persecution Staggered by the winds of police brutality You have been the veterans of creative suffering
Listen to Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm to 2am for classic country artists like Hank Williams, Moon Mullican, Lefty Vazell, Hank Snow and many more. Remember, Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm only on 3CR. And do it all Indeed you are listening to 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. <clears throat> Theme of young people for today, um, reinvigorating the um, dreams of those from a couple of generations back. And um, prior to the, those two messages, we heard from Totally Gorgeous from Gord in the Act. And um, I have a dream. Andrew Clermont on vocals, fiddle, mandolin and guitar. Penelope, Penelope Swales on vocals, guitar. As late as, as late to us, Hulusi. And Mal Webb on vocals, bass, Mabira and Stomp. And Carl Panuzzo on vocals and drums and percussion. Um, lots. Make sure you check in with all your supports at the moment. It is not easy out there. We're all um, sort of battling on, sort of walking through could use the analogy trying to walk through um, sludge a bit, it feels like. Um, It's not easy going, but we are here. Um, Quote Willie Nelson, um, we just had Hillbilly Fever, Um, I live one day at a time, Um, but also played the Hillbilly Fever message because um, sadly we lost one of my favourite artists um, the last couple of weeks, Tom T. Hall, one of the great singers, um, one of the great songwriters of um, the 20th century, in my opinion. Anyway, next week on the show, I'll have another great guest um, who's written a book. Um, lots of great creativity out there, but I'm going to be a little um, bit and acknowledge something personal. Three years ago today, I lost my mum. Here's the song that um, I always dedicate to her. It's the Eagles um, from Hell Freezes Over. Pretty maids all in a row. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. And why must we go?
Someone should send you a rose With love from a friend Nice to hear from you again And the storybook comes to a close Gone are the ribbons and bows Things to remember Places to remember 